MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would go as far as to say as more than one of them had a cane at any given time. Because at one point, sure. it was just a thing to be a dude in an R&B group and have a cane. I bought one for my brother for Christmas. <laughs> I yes, was like, it was a rite of passage for just a young black dude at the time. Hey, brother, you know you need a cane. And he he might still have it. I just saw him yesterday. I should have asked. I pray to yeah. God you kneeled when you handed it off to him. That's, <laughs> I want that more than anything. <laughs> the government growing babies. Microchips in your anus. All koala bears are racist. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Kyla Pratt did in fact sacrifice her television father, Flex Alexander's career, to the black Illuminati in exchange for eternal youth. <laughs> it sounds right to me. I'll be honest, that sounds exactly right. Kyla Pratt has not aged a day since 1991. She looks amazing. She looks fantastic, and something had to have happened. You can't Where's be Flex? the same girl from Love and Basketball forever. Where's Flex? He was Where's on a Flex? rocket ship to the moon. I haven't seen him since. You know, he was in, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he was in Snakes on a Plane, if I'm not mistaken. Who he was showed it? up briefly in that. I was in Snakes on a Plane briefly. That's sure. no barometer for success. <laughs> this easily could have been a Flex Alexander hologram that, that or Washington. <laughs> Which one was he? Was he Washington or Alexander? Flex Alexander, I believe he was Flex Washington on the show one-on-one. Mm. Why, why uh, do that? Why not pick a full uh, different name if you're going to be in a multicam on UPN? Why, why, why commit so hard? I think that Fle- you want the name Flex is what's going to travel. Mm. Alexander Washington, it's all very interchangeable. But Flex sure. is what they want us to remember. He said, Alexander is my slave name. But Flex, that's... <laughs> Washington <laughs> is my lesser slave name. <laughs> <laughs> Washington is my chosen slave name. Yeah. If I have to choose a slave name, I want the best slave owner, i.e. Washington. No, they had dental, the Washingtons. It was a good family. Yeah, it was a solid family. Solid slave owner. Shout out to the slave owning Washingtons. If you're still out there, hell yeah, you got it, baby. You're the best. <laughs> what are we, one minute in? All right. <laughs> I'm David Borg. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Langston Carmen. We're so happy to be here with you. We're we're talking shit about uh apparently Flex Flex Alexander and and Kyla Pratt and 
George Washington a little bit, but but less so him for some reason. But our guest today, I I, I would dare to say that that he hasn't owned any slaves, nor would he, would he. Well, I think he'd go so far. Ah, okay, maybe maybe he would. He's not certain. He's, he's wavering on the the subject, but he's he's such a funny comedian, hysterical. You've seen him in so many things. Specifically, he is a a writer producer for the Great North on Fox. So fucking funny. Please give it up for our guest, Mr. Kevin Avery. What's up, gentlemen? How are you? <laughs> We're excited you're here. I'm gonna go no on on the slave owning. Damn. Okay. I'm Good gonna call. make that official. Yeah. Okay. It just feels. Yeah. Put it on wax. Yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> trying to be on the on the right side of things. You know, I feel like feel like slave owning is a dangerous dangerous precedent to start to, to sure. put out there now. Yeah, it, it it would be a weird way to start the episode and expect yeah. people to to eventually <laughs> yeah. be on your and side and then just ride with me. I would <laughs> go back to the part where he said he owned slaves. Like, okay, I, hear me out. Yeah, I own slaves, but yeah, 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 yeah. None for okay, me. so I'm good. So no to slave owning, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Eh, to each his own, as what I always say. But you came to us this week with a conspiracy theory, and I'm I say you, but the truth is this is a bit of a unique episode because you did not, in fact, come to us with this conspiracy theory. You no. came to us with an open heart. You said, yes. you said, if you fellas have something you want to discuss. Uh, I am more than open to to taking that on. I'm not right. afraid of what possibly could come down the pipeline. And then Bori immediately raised his hand. He could not have raised <laughs> his hand faster, Kevin. Yeah. I want you to know how quickly this happened. Unbelievably fast, he raised his hand with a conspiracy theory that I would argue is is maybe the most unfounded thing that we are going to take on in this in this conversation That's- ever. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Already starting with the... I, look, I, I'm going to say this on the... And I, you haven't said it yet. This was mm-hmm. a theory that I I definitely was riding with for a minute. Thank mm. you. Thank you. For a minute. And then I, really, then I really thought about it. But, I mean, I just want to note... That we're five minutes in, Langston has already positioned me in the position of the buffoon, of the Whoa. bad man, of, oh, the, of the wild wow. card. Wow! This I just is want a that spicy note. episode. My God. Okay, so <laughs> wow. so now, all right. Now there's a hierarchy being formed. I'm, have I'm I, on. Have I walked into some unsettled shit that I? <laughs> oh, I, so, for me personally, this goes back to before grade okay. school. <laughs> this is a lifelong. I can't. I can't wait. To I mean, this. I will say this too about the the theory you chose. It hit me right right here, mm. right here. For, He's pointing for, to his heart. Not. I not know. I know that you have nose. skin in the game personally. That's why I chose it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I appreciate that. Let us let us not linger any longer. Let us not leave our audience with bated breath. You the conspiracy theory that was presented. It was my mama told me. Light skinned people are good at R and B. Let's let's unpack it, fellas. Boom. David, this is yours. This is your baby. Uh, I'd love for you to kick us off. I just have felt throughout, and I don't listen. First of all, I personally do not think that. Light-skinned people are better than dark-skinned people at R&B. I think that it's even. Whoa. Oh, wait. I think there's been a lot of... I think there's been a lot of dark-skinned erasure Mm. in the R&B game in general. Just like, I Mm -hmm. think, quite honest, there's been a lot of fat erasure in the R&B game as well. As well. I'd agree. Because we all remember Woody from Drew Hill, what happened, or Jazz. What yeah, jazz was the jazz was the heavier one. Last king, last of the thick kings, <laughs> as far as could sing. Ruben uh, stuttered. Ruben stuttered, but that was not. Ruben stuttered wasn't making like panty dropping. He no. tried. Well, he had he had a small what? window. He had a moment. He had a moment. He did. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry for 2004. That was not. Yeah. Sexy. I mean, here's what I'll say is that Ruben really uh, he tried a little bit of everything that is the formula of R and B. He apologized. He uh, <laughs> he he made love. 
and uh, he yeah. walked in the rain, and none of it seemed to to satisfy the missing piece, which was us looking at Ruben Stuttered and being like, "Yeah, I'll buy that album. Yeah, no. I'll, yeah, I'll take what you're giving me, Big Dog." You beat Clay Aiken, big deal. Yeah, I don't even know if he did. Did he win? I don't know. Yes, Ruben Stutter did. He win. did win. Yeah, Clay Aiken got second place and now is running for governor. I believe. I I don't know what office he's run for. I know he's been a politician for for some time now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so. back back to this. Back to back 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 to what really matters. The hard hitting stuff. I've just <laughs> felt like my whole life there's always been this like light skin predisposition to sexy stuff, mm. and then. Dark skin, we got like I didn't want to play offensive line. Uh, part of that <laughs> might have been a weight thing, yeah. But like all the DBs, light skinned. Dareem Allo, I remember him specifically. Basically white. And I'll say this: no one's ever asked me to play offensive line, and I have to assume that's because of the the color of my skin. It's and never even crossed their I'm... mind. <laughs> like, did you play power forward ever? No. Of course not. No. It wasn't because I was smaller than everybody else and had to play point guard. I don't think so. I think it's probably because I'm light skinned. That makes more sense. Has anybody ever come up to you and been like, you seem like you could sing? They haven't, but but also I had my voice the whole time. Double E for me. That's never happened to me. Kevin, please jump in here. <laughs> I, I have had I've had a, a a weird thing where a couple times white women have been like, I want to hear you sing. I bet you could sing. And I'm like, well, who? I know I didn't say I could sing. <laughs> right. I don't, I didn't, I didn't really put that out there. I mean, not, not back when this was happening a lot. But yeah, that's definitely, you know. And I, I'll say this. I did play linebacker when I played football in junior high. Whoa. That's a multi-purpose position, though. That's any anybody can be a linebacker. That's okay, true. all right, fair enough. And also, yeah. I was the uh, yeah, I was the only black kid in the in the school at the time, aside from my brother. So, I mean, I they went with the darkest one for fair. So, I guess I'm proving your your point a little. I'm bit. saying because I tried out for wide receiver and I did not get that. No, they were like, we need him at a tough guy position. Yeah. You also, I know this about you. You were in an R and B group. I was. Yes. Oh my gosh! Was, Hold on, wait a minute. Well, that's how they get you. Was, that's <laughs> how they get you. That's, <laughs> that's how they. This is if if nothing else, pr- helping David towards his point. So please tell us more about this R and B group you were a part of. Look, I didn't say we were good, but we. <laughs> that doesn't matter. That doesn't we matter. We were. We were all right, and I'm gonna say, we, we were called. Uh, we were called for now. And, with the with the uh, four. With the, the number four and now, and mm. even though there were six of us, uh, <laughs> it was a, a gross error. That's that so many. It, it, it was a, a, an accident. A miss, we were mistitled, mislabeled uh, before a show, and that just was the name we stuck with. Yeah, we were, but there were like, I think there were out of the gate three dark skin cats and three light skin okay. in, mm. in the group. So when split down, split the, down, down center, yeah. yeah. But now here's my question: When you were performing, I assume your group dances, yes. and things of that nature, bit, yeah. yeah. Where were the lights standing in position in comparison to the darks? I mean, it depended. You know, it's a group. You mix it up and stuff. I can tell you this: the first performance we did, a, we covered "Can You Stand the Rain." Great song. I I was in the middle. <laughs> Not a light skinned man made that song, by the way. Light, he light, was in the middle, <laughs> by the way. I was in the middle. Uh, two dark skinned men wrote that song. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. that's a, a lot of that's us a song wrote a lot of things. That's a song that's almost <laughs> Nobody, exclusively been performed by dark skinned people. But go ahead, finish your story. Written, written is doesn't count. Who sang? Who wrote "Freaking You"? Nobody knows. <laughs> I'll say this on that song: the leads, and this is this is why I'm going against the, your theory now. The leads were all the dark skinned dudes in the group. Mm. Who's that? Tresvant. The light, it, well, and, and the, in New Edition, it's it's Tresvant, Ricky Bell, and and Johnny Gill, 
in our group, yeah, it was all three of the, the dark-skinned dudes Damn. sang the leads on the part. Okay. And the rest of us sang back up. I told everybody, hey, y'all, let's go get wet. And, and did we- that, <laughs> I, I did that thing. I did oh, that shit. in the middle of the song. Uh, and, that was, and that was it. And then did a little bit of some choreography and sang the backup. Wait, yeah, so you stood in the middle and sang backup? How? That's, this is confusing for Well, me. because remember, there are six of us. So yeah. it's all, the, oh, all sure. the, the whole regular game plan just goes out the window. So um, I can't remember exactly where everyone else was lined up. But I think there was a dark-skinned dude on my, on my left. You were flanked by dark skins. I, th- I, th- I was flanked by dark skins. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like some type of a security detail. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they were trying to protect me at all costs. <laughs> protect the light skin. We got to keep the money safe, baby. Right. <laughs> and th- but then we like it, it became this very interchangeable thing where we we broke up and then we came together and there were only three of us for a minute and then there were four of us and the, and you know so the the ratio of light skin to dark skin it kept changing. Okay, what would you say the ratio was at your most successful? Oh, whoa, spicy question. He's coming in hot. And, and I want you to be careful when you answer this because... Yeah, that's because such a loaded... I mean... It, the gun couldn't be closer to down your, your throat. What the hell, man? <laughs> Look, I'm asking the real questions here. We were... The hardest interview I've ever had to do <laughs> for this... For, for now, 20 some odd years later. Address the the racial disparities <laughs> from your R&B group of 20 right. years ago. Um, I would say, I would say, ha- ooh. oh, shit, you know? No, still oh. half and half. Still half really? and half. Because, uh, because there were eventually, there eventually were four of us. And by then we changed the name. But it was still two dark-skinned dudes and two light-skinned dudes. And how dark are we talking on, like, <laughs> a scale of Langston to myself? I mean, it was literally the dark skin guy. Like Ron, the other light skin cat, was about uh, Langston's complexion, and mm, then good uh, m- my man Corey. <laughs> see, there you go. Yeah. You can't do that. You I mean, can't do that. <laughs> I just, I just like to hear it. I like to hear you that know. there's somebody else out there doing it, baby. It's all right. <laughs> Someone else making it happen. Come for on, us man. light skin. Keep selling the brand. But then, and then and my man Corey. Yeah, David. He was about. He was about your complexion. Corey Ooh. and Patrick. Corey, uh, Patrick was a little younger. Or l- younger. A little lighter than you. Okay. People but, do conflate younger and lighter a lot. <laughs> sure. I mean, you know. Your brother is hurt today, you know. Kevin. <laughs> Kyla Pratt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so, so tell me a little bit more. You, you start this R&B group. Right. Is that the goal? Are you guys going to be like R&B superstars? Or was this just like a fun... Hey, yeah, well, it was. A, it was. We were a dance crew to start. Whoa! And whoa. I'm trying to remember the ratio again. That was split down the middle. There were there were four of us in a dance crew, and then some of us in like sort of the outside crew that joined. We started singing together. Mm. But even in the dance crew, two light skin, two dark skin cats, and and so. And yeah. I would argue that that a, a dance crew with black that's Korean erasure, if you ask me. Those no, those they, are Korean they just, jobs. They just got here. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Wait, what? Don't do what? that. Don't do that. That's You're still in good fine they Korean just, Korean they jobs. Just, they got they for the dance, they just got here. There Wait, wasn't a, there's a bunch now, but I'm not there wasn't a bunch in like eighty eight of Korean dance crews, right? No, no. I would say I would say you're looking at, I mean, I don't know the history of the Korean dance group. Hey, y'all about to trap me up. <laughs> yeah, no. Y'all about to is... trap me up on some shit. No, every week I finish this being really worried about the things I've said. <laughs> yeah. Not me. I rest <laughs> fine. <laughs> Langston just goes straight to sleep yeah. comfortably. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, it was, we were like this, we were like this little dance crew, and then we started hanging out and singing together, and we were like, we should really take this seriously, and so we started performing together a little bit, and, uh, and then we, we knew a guy who had some recording equipment, and I wrote music, so Mm. I started writing some stuff, we started recording, there was another guy who kind of would produce some of the other stuff that we, we sang, and, 
and yeah, we just started doing it. And we, yeah, our goal was to kind of blow up and do the whole, the whole thing. But it just sort of fell apart. We were all from different parts of the country. We uh, met in the South. Okay. And That's so, a common thing. yeah. And so it, it just kind of flew apart. And also it was at a time when that was kind of, it looked like that was about to go away. That whole thing. New edition had come in and gone. And and even Bell Biv DeVoe was like, hi, bye, for yeah, you know, like in early nineties. Right. Yeah. But they made such a huge splash, but then they bounced. And then it was a lot of other groups that did their thing for a while, but it just felt like what we were trying to do, what we were trying to go for, it wasn't gonna, you know, go the way we wanted to. Would so. you have likened yourself to like like an O Town? No. Or H-Town. H-Town, excuse me. I was like, yeah. O-Town? Well, Would you like yourself to maybe the worst <laughs> boy band <laughs> in all the boy bands? Would you say you were you were just fucking awful? We, <laughs> no, I that, was, was, I, that was my fault. That was my it fault. Was, that was, it took me, I had to reload. Who that was helped? bad. That was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> I, I would say we were, and I don't mean to, but we were very New Edition-esque. Mm, when there okay. were the six of us, and then we, because we, then like when the group was reduced, we had a much more Bell Biv DeVoe-ish sort of angle. I mean, there were genuine hip hop heads in the group, so right. I feel like not no shade against Bell Biv DeVoe, but like the hip hop we were doing was we were trying to probably to our detriment. We were <laughs> probably trying to be too. Y'all were trying to rap rap. We were trying oh, to experiment with shit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. and it sounded it didn't it didn't work. It so didn't you work. were so you were you were past New Jack Swing. You were like Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, but we played around with some of that. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, man. I go I have some of the the demo tapes that we did. I want to listen to that. I'm just like, who the hell let us We had no friends. No one said, <laughs> Hey, hey y'all, come here. Come here for, come here for a you know what I mean? Let me gather all six of you brothers around. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're making a mistake here, fellas. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of our, some of it was good, but a lot of it was like, what the hell were we thinking? Can you give? Can you drop a couple song titles just so we? Yeah, uh, we had something called, and <laughs> we were a group that took ourselves and everything of the moment too seriously. One song we did was called "The Experiment." And it was literally just us trying. It was that thing I was talking about. We're going we're gonna to have like a, a sort of a, like a house or a, a club section. And then we're going to have like a straight hip hop section. And then we're going to, no, it doesn't, music doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. That music no. doesn't do that. It just yeah, doesn't yeah. do that, fellas. <laughs> uh, we had another song called uh, It's a Black Thing. Because that was, uh, okay. that's, Open uh, it up. we had a song called, wait, uh, no, what was the black thing? It was literally, it was just what, it's a black thing. It was, that was the phrase of the moment, y'all. Hey, we, we listen, were, David, if you got to ask, you'll never know, it buddy. It's, you know, it's a black thing. Well, I'm trying to remember my first, the first line of my, cause that was just, that was, that was a, that was hip hop, but with like a, um, See, this is what I'm talking about. It had kind of like a, an up-tempo, almost house beat, but we were rapping over it, and then it had a, a we were singing the hook. Damn. There's a lot of qualifiers here. There was a whole thing, but I think, I'm trying to remember my, I think that it was like, <laughs> Bo knows this, Bo knows that, but Bo don't know a damn thing about the lyrics that a brother bring. I can't, I can't remember the rest of the goddamn song. Because Inside Out is wiggity 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 what? <laughs> How'd you know? You bought, he bought our album. I'm He's got that game. demo, baby. I'm a stupid game. game. What was, I can't, damn, I can't, I, I wish I could remember the rest of it. It was, is thoroughly ridiculous. L let me, before we go to break, I, mm -hmm. I have to ask, because you started this, this episode off by saying that you did at one point believe in the conspiracy theory that that Bori is laying down, and I have yeah. to know uh, how that came to be, what you believed, and what has changed since. Because I did look into it, and you know, and there, and I saw a couple of articles about like, hey, why are about colorism in music, and and specifically why light skin performers do better. Mm. And the list was like Beyonce, Mariah Carey, you know, uh, I was thinking of Chris Brown at one point, you know, he popped Whitney in my head. Whitney and the right lighting. 
Whitney. <laughs> yeah. Just some the those, right light. Some of those, they blew her up, some of those videos. Um, and then and then uh, the woman I'm thinking, I'm forgetting, uh, Alicia Keys. But then I, I don't, th- then I started thinking of all the other artists. Mm-hmm. That I mean, New Edition is mostly dark skin. It is, and and the light skin brothers right. are in the background. You know, like I was a I was a Ronnie DeVoe, I was a Michael Bivens. You know what I mean? Like kind of just hanging in the to back, play basketball. do the harmony, just, <laughs> just wanted to play ball. You know, yeah, and but like I, Neo, uh, Akon, I think there are so many more dark skin. Those are some kings you're spitting now. Boys to Men are a dark skin group after seven yes yeah i mean here's what i think i think what the light-skinned folks have or what they do is they find a way to rise above i mean there were four people in destiny's child (laughs) four people in destiny's child somehow beyonce just went all the way you know what i mean cannibalized the whole shit yeah yeah uh uh devoe look Every new edition fan, male or female, will tell you the coolest cat in that group is Ronnie DeVoe. Mm. I mean, Ralph is a close second. I was about to say, That's Ralph, a, yeah. Ralph is a cold brother. Cool. I'm a Ralph yeah. man myself, but He's I hear you. I'm brother. listening. I'm but a Bobby Ronnie guy, but I understand why that's not for everybody. I understand. <laughs> but, I understand. but okay, but they're, they're again, Bobby Brown, dark skinned dude, left new edition, new edition, and then just went far beyond what they were. Right. They that's were doing. so nasty. You know, yeah, and so I think dark skinned folks have been, you know, putting it down in in R and B for a while. But now, but, but the light skinned folks do find a way to peek through there and, and and you know steal sometimes steal the shine. And what would that talent be? What would you call that skill? <laughs> Again, be careful because he doesn't yeah, that have one good I, out of the game, I was like. You. Uh, ooh, what about that break? When are we going on, uh, <laughs> fellas? <laughs> uh, I don't think you have to answer it. I'm happy to throw the break. Yeah, I'm thirsty. I'm about to. I'm, let me take a sip. Yeah, of this go water. ahead, and take a swig. We, we're gonna take a break. We'll yeah. be back with more. Corey's Kevin laughing Avery. too hard. He's laughing too damn hard. <laughs> and more. My mama told me. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here. We're back with more Kevin Avery. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that light-skinned people are are inherently, naturally, God-given good at R&B. Uh, that drop came to us from a listener named Gary. Gary sent us that drop, and, and it seemed very apt to play today, given the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Something just occurred to me. Something just occurred to me. Uh, I wonder if there we've seen a a turn in that back in the day, it, the birth of these all the Motown groups and stuff. If that's when the light skinned singers really had their day, mm. like are we talking like a Smokey Robinson type? I'm thinking, I keep thinking about Smokey. Right. Um. I yeah. don't. I, I mean, I don't know those groups. I don't know the lineup of those groups that well. I don't, you know, but were the Temptations, who were the light skin cats in like the Temptations? Ain't no light skin Michael cats. was dark. <laughs> yeah, you know Michael what? was yeah. dark. He made a choice. That don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Michael slid into light skinism. <laughs> yeah. That was, he learned, he was, he learned it late in life. There were no dark, there were no light skin Temptations, I don't think. No. no. You know no. what? I don't remember a light skin no. Pip. I don't think there was a light skin Pip. I Truly. think it was Smokey. Smokey's the best example I think anybody can come up with. And he he had light eyes. So I feel like that's a that's a whole different type of, of person. What? You know what I mean? Is that? Yes. This is I'm not qualified to speak on that. Light Look, skin dudes with light, light skin, skin with light eyes feels like a different game than what I'm playing. Do you know what I mean? Michael yeah. Ely and Boris Kojo yes. are not putting the same okay. the same energy out in the world. I think that's reasonable. I think it's reasonable. Yeah. I think that's how I feel about like uh, very physically fit dark skinned men in myself. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like like you see Jaiman Hansu without a shirt on. That's not. That's not. Those aren't the roles I'm going for. No, we we didn't have the same opportunities laid in front no. of us. No. no, Tay Diggs was in the theater. I see Michael Ely around my neighborhood semi regularly, and Whoa. I just seem suddenly it's just i feel like he's my nemesis for no yeah. reason at all the brother's never done anything to me but i see him and i'm just like the eyes they are piercing yeah and let me let me break this down i think a lot of this where came from this is actually this is this is good for my my personal story i'm, I'm getting this right now mm-hmm. i have a play cousin who is six years older than me who is light-skinned with green eyes uh-oh Woo. And sang R and B and danced and all that uh, of okay. the time, and we would go to the mall and shit, <laughs> and people would ask if he could sing and shit like that. So I think that this may be, this may be a, this may be about light skinned people with green eyes for me. There we go. I also and- had we also had another girl that was around us all the time, and she had blue eyes. But she was not as light-skinned as he was. And I'm so happy, I guess, to hear you saying this because it does feel like now we're getting to the root right, of, right. of where some of this this feeling is coming from. Right, that that right. while I'm sure there's plenty of evidence, Kevin, as you pointed out, there are some light-skinned singers and performers that uh, that that populate the, the sort of charts as they were. There seems to me to be a pretty a pretty substantial, if not heavier leaning ratio towards dark skinned people. Yeah. Now I'm going to say, I don't know why I don't trust what you're saying right now, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel heavily on the defensive for some reason. I took the time to look up, you know, the, the list. And I do think your point about Whitney Houston and the right lighting, they probably did a bunch of stuff to make Whitney uh, look darker or rather lighter than she yes. actually was. In oh, life. they blew up a lot of people. I mean, I 
I think JoJo mm. or KC from KC and JoJo. Freaking oh, you, he's blasted with light. Like all those videos, he looks like almost light skinned. Now, I'll say this about Joe to see. Devontae was light skinned, right? Yeah. He's light skinned. And he was the king of Joe to see. He right? was the, yeah, he was the, the brains behind the operation. Yeah, but fellas, how'd that work out for him? I it mean, didn't... that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> Devontae had a run. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do not. He had do... his moment. Yeah. He had Let's his not moment. sit here and down Devontae. They put his name in the middle and then they kicked him out. What do you want? What, what, what do you want from me? Like, I don't think well, a couple of fun facts about Jodeci. There's a fifth member. Uh oh. Is he fat? I don't I've never seen him. But he's oh, no. a guy I can't remember his name. But he was on the original, the, the original demos of of the songs that they recorded that they took to Andre Harrell. When they were all going to go up to New York, he was a, he was going to go with them, and he his girlfriend got pregnant, and they were like, "Well, hang back, bro. We're going to go up there, take care of this business." Oh no! I don't know if he volunteered. If he, I think let's to be fair, I think he was like, "I need to stay with my girl." They were like, "Cool, we'll go handle this." It will send for you when it's when it's all about to to go down, but Andre Harrell was like, "I like this this two sets of brothers thing. It's just going to be y'all," and that was that. Damn. Whoa, that's heartbreaking. That yeah. hurts. And then the other thing is that I Devonte, I believe at one point he was dating. I just thought this was the weirdest thing. He was dating the daughter of a you know a hardcore evangelist, one of the popular ones. I think it was Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. No, they, a white lady? Their daughter. Yeah. Devontae? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that guy, that's like forever cements him being a legend to me. That's the most yeah. amazing thing I've ever that's heard. That's surreal, right? I never heard that. Where I don't, did he I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're both, they were both from like Pentecostal churches. So they were. You know, before you celebrate too much, I will say that that is technically the formula to making a light skin R and B singer. That's is true. Devonte mushing into Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? <laughs> you say mushing in? <laughs> yep. No. Which is like another that. song that That's... I think was on Kevin's demo. Mushing in. <laughs> mushing in. No, mushing that was one in. of our big. That was one of our big. <laughs> That yes. was that was an ellips, ellipses after it's a black thing. <laughs> <laughs> mushing in. It's when you're putting the album order together, mushing you gotta in. go. It's a black thing. Mushing in. Mushing in. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm trying to remember some of the other titles, and I can't. There was a song called "Stalking." Oh no! It was not about. Nope, not about that. <laughs> I I I didn't want to say it, but it was it was about it was like about it was a very militant pro-black song oh okay okay yeah it was not about the other thing there was something called the Sarah. i wrote a lot of a lot of like romantic uh love ballads i was that dude just kind of okay floating around in the you know there are two kinds of r&b crews there are sexy there's the the sexy boys and the sad boys mm. and i felt Ooh. kind of in between the, you know what i mean like because like you have boys to men you were more boys to men. Yes. You were I sad wanted boy to be rising. new addition. We I was a sad boy rising. Yeah. Sad boy rising. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, this is the thing that fascinates me about the boys to men's trajectory is that they came out at the, the same year as Jodeci. They were before Jodeci, I believe. And they were, they had hit their stride. Yeah. And then Jodeci stepped out and just them overalls and nothing else and doing yeah. the whole thing. And everyone was like, who are they? And boys to men were still on bended knee, like, hey, wh- hello? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it just to watch the audience leave boys to men and go to Joe to see, it was a very interesting moment. Well, I will say, I think boys to men played it right in that, like, Joe to see took their shirts off, and then boys to men were like, we'll put more sweaters on. Yeah, we we're going to wear double sweater vests. Truly wear vest? cardigans on top of cardigans. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to play this game with you little tiny buff boys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, yeah, look, I don't even know if they were buff. Tie, <laughs> can't tie a bow tie. You know, that's nah, a, not that's a selling point. That's and no, fact. they weren't buff. They were all like skinny ass dudes. I think but, if it, I would think if it came down to it physically, boys to men would give Jodeci <laughs> the word. To be I honest. Know. Uh, I don't know about that. Wanye had that, that stick. 
Are you serious? No, Wanye <laughs> didn't have the stick. Fit. Michael had the stick. Michael had the, had the stick. Because he needed it. Because he was in <laughs> crippling pain walking around trying to sing. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, he had, some, he had like some physical disease that like made it so that he needed the cane and then tried to oh, be cool Oh, I didn't know he was it. sick. I didn't know he was sick. So one of the things I did think to research in relation to this topic, and there isn't a lot that I felt like I could really unpack. No, this is is new territory. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I found is that research does show that in terms of anatomical representations in textbooks, 1.1% of the diagrams represented are dark skin tones, while 83.5% represented light skin tones. Jesus. Who are you telling? Who are you telling? (laughs) I mean... I seen one guy who looked like me on TV. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first in your entire life that you saw on TV that looked like you. I mean, it was big on that episode of Martin. <laughs> sure. It was rock towards the end when he got thicker. Ah, uh, that's about it. Damn. This is hard. So you talking about a big dude and dark skin dude. Big, dark. Yeah, man. You, you Phase yeah. on love. Faison Love had a big on the run. Parenthood. Gary Anthony Williams. Yes, yes. On uh, on uh, Malcolm. Well, in the he started, his, his big. He, I think his big thing was uh, his big start was Malcolm in the Middle. Not big right, start, right, right. But, you know, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Not a lot of. No. Uh, what's his face? Fam- the the dad on Family Matters. Oh, um, Carl Winslow. Carl, Carl Winslow. Lavelle Johnson, I believe, was his name. It's yeah. it's something uh something Vel Reginald Vel Johnson. Vel Johnson. Reg- yes, thank you. Reginald right. Vel Johnson. That's it. There you go. But there's not. I think that's where I'm coming from. Also, is that there's yeah. just not a lot of representation. So you sweep it all together. You know what I mean? Right. And, and to that, researchers note in relation to this textbook theory, not necessarily to to what you're speaking to, but I imagine <laughs> it has some once again Langston. Painting me in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's some correlation that you could create. The researchers note that such skin color bias has a negative impact on the health outcomes of people with dark skin tones who may avoid or delay sexual education opportunities or clinical care if they do not see themselves represented in the recommended resources. I want it on wax. I learned about sex early. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the other things, yeah, man, that's possible. <laughs> but that's crazy. <laughs> noted, that, noted, that if you don't noted. see yourself, you don't then learn to you see yourself. You die in, in sex textbooks. You then will will opt not towards like sexual health and responsibility, right. at least based on the research. And to the larger concern, if you're not seeing yourself be sexy on TV, you will then not know the language or how to apply the language of sexy in yeah. your your other everyday shit. That's facts, though. I had to go out and get it myself. You do have to, like, like, uh, like to that end, like, it was, like, until I had been sexually active for a bit, I had always viewed my skin as a detriment because that's the only way it had ever been, like, like, not just the lack of dark-skinned people on television, but then to go to the the lack of, like, like seeing a super dark dude get a girl on t- on TV is like seeing an Asian dude get a girl on TV. It doesn't happen very often. Right. Right. But then, do you think that's potentially why, and this is a reach, like, there are so many dark-skinned singers who, at, at, at some point, let's just say from the Jodeci point on, just leaned into the sexualization of themselves and their music because it was something that might not necessarily have been out there for a while. I mean, I mean, I I can just, I could just remember a time when I to listen to, to R and B singers and being like, Hey, y'all need to calm the hell down. We ain't all doing that. Usher. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but cause they were all doing every one of them was like, let me tell you what I'm going to do to you. You know, it's like, Hey, 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 I'm 19. Like, wait a minute, y'all, you know, like choke you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder, that's a good question. I mean, there's always been hyper-sexualized black singers though. You take it back to right. Teddy Pendergrass only did concerts for women for a while. Right. Oh, that's right. Wait, and so that was, was a rule he made that, like, you couldn't come to his concert if you weren't a woman? Well, that was his manager, Shep Gordon, being like, I believe it was Shep Gordon, 
Somebody can quote me if I'm wrong. But that was his manager being like, that's what we lean, lean into 100%. 100%. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah I then, think it was like an invite thing. Like, if you're a man, you could come, but... What this ain't for you. Yeah. yeah what, do you, for what do you think this you're going to do there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Teddy P ain't talking to you, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One brother back there, arms folded, like, all right, all right. Okay. You I warned me. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So, so I guess the question that I sort of have... Bori, uh, and I'm, I'm directing this one at you, but Kevin, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, mm-hmm. is given given what we know now, are you starting to at least reconsider statistically the difference, but consider the possibility that this is more about treatment inside of it than it is about the actual statistics of light-skinned people being naturally uh, inclined for R&B? 100%. I mean, my whole life is a journey of learning. Uh-huh. I'm open to that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here. I think that I think that a lot of these things about representation though, I think it lends people to telling young people which direction to move in because of representation uh-huh. where it's like if you're more inclined, maybe the visibility is there but you're still more inclined to think that this is this type of thing for this type of person. Right. I think that that is the type of thing that children internalize a lot. That's yeah. exactly what I, think, I mean. I think, I, think, I think definitely that is the case. Absolutely. I mean, look, the whole reason I'm in a singing group is because when I was a kid, my mom saw a new edition on TV and was like, look at these little kids singing. And I was like, oh, so little kids can do this. Right. Shit. Well, I, right. I mean, that's exactly how it happened. That's the only reason I was, I got excited about someday doing that so yeah i think but my i just 
I just wonder because yeah, I don't believe. I think it's the opposite. I think you know clearly it seems like there are more dark skin singers, popular dark skin singers than there are light skin, and I just wonder. And that was the whole reason I brought this up. You're not trapped in here with me. Okay. I'm trapped in here with you. <laughs> vice versa. That yeah, was no, the, it's the other way. You want to yeah. the way around, yeah. bro. You're, You're not trapped the in victim. here with me. I'm the victim. <laughs> I'm the prisoner. Ta-da. I oh, do man. think. I do think to that larger point, there is a weird association, even as a light skinned person. Now that we are clearly the victim in this story, yeah. uh, ah, as a light skinned person. It is that weird thing of people being like light skin R and B singing motherfucker, and it's like, dog, it's only like three of us, yeah. and one of them is I'll be sure. Like yes. it's not, we're not hitting great numbers here. Yeah, truly, John B was a white man. He scammed y'all. What? Like, really? mm-hmm. yeah, he's not even. Yeah, he he's white. not black. He, had he that just yellow, had a lineup. Whoa, wow. He had that yellow at, fleece. Nah, brother. big dog, bro. Bruh. All for Did he one. Have a song with Tupac. That song. That t- that group. Man. All for one. Those were white guys. They weren't. Those weren't black. I dudes. thought they were Asians. I- even better. <laughs> I thought they were Asians. All for one was Asians. I think I. Don't quote me on it, but I, I think they were Asians. I at one point thought <laughs> New Kids on the Block was black because I heard that right. the, when I heard their first, that Please Don't Go Girl and I, Little Joey McIntyre singing that falsetto. I just assumed black. First of all, there were no white kids. There were no white guys out there doing that at the time. So uh-huh. I just right. was like, another singing group, right, right, black right. kids. And then I saw him and I was like, what is happening? Yeah, not at all. In fact, one of them uh, is at least the brother to a deeply racist man who's now become a, a lovely, uh, yes. I guess, actor and household name. Who knows? That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's word on the street. <laughs> but the black. point is, I think that some of this is a little bit coming from from our expectations of each other. More right. than it is our actual so. like knowledge of each other, right? Right. But but to go even beyond that, there is a weird thing where I mean, look, going back to the days of the Cotton Club, where in entertainment the light skinned folks were put out front, and and so I think it's hard to sort of shake that, even if in the current, it's weird, like TV, TV. Light skin music back in the day, you right. know, uh, light skin. But in between, there's been this space in between that where it's been occupied by a lot of dark. At least music in the music world, it's been occupied by a lot of dark skin folks. And I think that's that's a hundred percent fair and something that we can't we can't skip past. Right? Is that right? There is a a priority placed on light skin performers in mm-hmm. a lot of different spaces. And especially more visual spaces, right? Yeah, music, exactly. Especially, yes. especially back in the day, music was a lot less visual. You know what I mean? You didn't necessarily know what KC looked like, but you didn't know what the new Aunt Viv looked like. Exactly. You know? There, mm-hmm. there's an, a very intentional choosing of who will become our representation, and then it would be unfair to not acknowledge that. But statistically, Luther Vandross, baby, that's the best that ever did it, and. Man. Yeah. Darker than that thing. Yep. Yeah. Man, God bless but, you. Uh, you know, I mean, I think also there's an, a component of a threat is more threatening when it's visual. And so on, you are going to see more light-skinned, you know, quote-unquote non-threatening folks on TV. They, uh, you know, I think white America was able to look the other way. We're not worried about what these R&B singers are doing. Mm-hmm. They're doing their thing. And and so, and especially, you know, music being as segregated as it was for a long time, it was like, sure, we ain't worried about it. And so you saw a lot of dark-skinned artists breaking through and really not taking over, but just, you know, they were everywhere. The, you know, dark-skinned artists, uh, like you said, I don't remember lights can do to the temptations or, yeah. the, you know, or the pit or whatever. And so it it almost is like, there was a time when the, you know, the dude in the skyscraper was like, let's just leave them to their own devices. Right. Let them yeah. It, and in a, in a yuckier way, it also then reminds me the transformation it makes, because I think you're absolutely right. There was a period where they were just like the four tops, the Delphonics, the, right. the Temptations, they'll all be dark. Yeah. We don't give a shit. That's their, yeah. their stuff. And then mm-hmm. at some point it became 
A&Rs figuring out a way to sell this thing, package this thing. And it doesn't right. feel dissimilar to like the white rapper conversation, right? Yes. There are right. not more white rappers, but the white rappers that make it get elevated in a way that right. makes you feel like, yo, what the fuck is yep. happening that makes yeah. it so that they, that whether he's talented or not, there's no reason this individual should be so far ahead of yeah. everybody else at his same level, caliber, whatever. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, it's similarly, you know, and I'm, I'm not familiar with these groups, but I, you know, I've heard about this. The idea that in the 50s or 60s, there would be the, the you know, whoever out there, you know, insert whatever black singing group out there doing their thing. And then they would find a white, Oh yeah, they give it to, to the sort Beach of Boys mirror what they did. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah. and so well, that happened to Chuck Berry a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I think, I think, yeah. The, uh, you know, the business side of of music has always figured out a way to go. All right, let's let them do their thing, and we're gonna elevate our people, and you know, and sort of, it's what literally happened with singing groups. It's what literally happened with, I mean, there was no such thing as a boy band before 1990. Right. It just, it wasn't a thing. And then New Kids on the Block showed up and white people had never really heard of this. What? Well, what is it? There were like boys and it's a boy band, I guess. Right. And now everybody who was in a singing group is a boy band. Right, because nobody was calling the Beatles a boy band. Exactly. No, but it's the same formula of four handsome guys. And, right. Yeah, handsome for that time period. They're uggos yeah. to me and, and always will be. But handsome for that time <laughs> period got together and, and had women swooning over their their right. popular music. It's not like a foreign concept. Right, so, right. So what I'm, if I'm, if I'm hearing... You fellas correctly. I think what we need today uh -oh. Uh -oh. is like an R&B group of like four ugly ass light skinned dudes. Ah, I like this. Okay. okay. Right? I'm listening. That's, that's what we need to change the narrative. We need four maybe old kind of busted down <laughs> like yeah, because they need it. Yeah. Boys to men body. Boys to men bodies. Boys to men bodies. Uh, I want them to have uh, C-section scars under their eyes. I, yeah. I want it to be real bad. One one's got acne, mm -hmm. like oh, adult yeah. acne, and then one's got adult braces. Yeah, mm. they've, yeah. They've got to look like all the stages of Little Wayne, uh, spread <laughs> out across yeah. four four men. Maybe just. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, just for, for shit and giggles, one of them has a Bluetooth in their ear at all Ooh, times. Oh, yeah. That. Just love that. Alive. Yeah, keep a Bluetooth. A Bluetooth. Maybe one of those like belts. You remember those belts you would wear <laughs> that light up and they, they say with a nameplate that says your name across well, it? I wouldn't wear I that. This, that might, go, this might go back to a light skin dark skin thing. No, come on, brother. We all, no, we no, all no, have no, nameplate belts. I did not have a name. I We're bonding here. I Don't you dare God, turn on me. I we had one. I, okay, okay, okay. I didn't have one, though. I did not have one. I did not have one. I, did, I didn't either. I, I hey, thought about uh, what I would program. Hey, none sure. of us None of us have done horrible things in our lives. We all we all made no, the perfect one. choice. No, yeah. that's not. You can't do that to me because I didn't have a nameplate belt. I think. That's not, I think that's you, not fair. We, in the, middle of, in the wow. middle of my civil rights speech, you went. <laughs> Well, I don't agree with that part. And <laughs> That's not what happened. What an I ugly choice. I didn't have a digital nameplate belt. You can't fault me for that. Oh, man. <laughs> I got it. I understood the look. You get a long sleeve white tee with like a wrapper on it. You do a French tuck. A French tuck. That's that right. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you dare call it a French tuck. Don't you go, hey, fellas, here's a French tuck. No, you can't tell people it's a French tuck. No, you but you know. I know. I, I didn't know what you were talking about, and yet I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. I Man, I Googled French Tuck not seven days ago. Uh, I learned it from uh, Tan French on, uh, <laughs> on Queer Eye. <laughs> I somehow just knew it. I don't it's think that's in, good. It's inherent. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's inherent to know the French Tuck. It's inherent for light-skinned people to do R&B. Well, there are certain things yeah. that are just God-made, you know? I mean, look, I'm living proof. I did it. We I'm all in, are living in the booth, proof. One finger in my ear. 
Ooh, <laughs> I love it. The whole See, the whole deal. Yeah. You did that. Langston had a nameplate belt, and I played <laughs> offensive line. There's a lot of us are just we're just we're just living the lives that we were. We're trying yeah. to we're trying to get break out of our boxes, you know. Yeah, I mean? this is it. Does feel like those those choose your own adventure books where you are always gonna die. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are never gonna make it to the end and get in the rocket ship. Oh, Something bad was gonna happen. <laughs> well, Kevin, before we before we wrap this thing up, and I think I think we nailed this episode. By the I way, I think we got it. Oh, I I think so. I think there should be a textbook written on the. They should just transcribe this. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Put it in a museum somewhere. Let, <laughs> let me ask you this question, uh, mm-hmm. because it sounds like, was your brother a part of the group as well? Was that, were you guys in this together? No, he, um, but no, but he did a weird thing where, like, he then told me he had joined some group, and I never got to the bottom of it, got to the bottom of it. I just remember he, one, I came home for, like, the holidays, and he was, like, he was in college, and he was like, yeah, they, they call me sexual chocolate. And I was Whoa. like, Whoa. what? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, college it's, is crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was like. He was very excited about that. And I didn't want to hear it. And uh, but there we were uh, stuck in that moment together. So but he I think he did it briefly. And then it was it was not a. He definitely took on the R&B character, if not the uh, the actual R&B singing that, that you did yourself. Yeah, I think he went through a lot of that stuff. Like, he just sort of, he's like, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try this. And, and then he went and, like, immediately after college, got a real job and, uh, you know, bought a house and got married and did all the things. I guess the, the larger question. Comedy. <laughs> but, I mean, that's because he got to live out his fantasy as sexual chocolate. Right? Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, if I, <laughs> if I wasn't dumb old Langston Kerman and I got to be sexual chocolate, I probably... <laughs> I'd have, I'd have landed a little differently as well. Oh, I mean, are you, you kidding know. me, bro? I'd be like, I'd be one of the top regional sellers of car insurance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so, you'd see my face. Sexual chocolate stores. would be on your name tag, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. Would be, or that would be on the plaque that they give you for making your numbers. It would also be on, on my digital digital readout. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess the, the big question that I want to ask is any regrets about the R&B group? Where are you at in terms of the full circle? You're a grown man. You've you've moved on. You make great comedy now. You you do all the things that are opposite of what this is. Is there any part of you that's like this? This shouldn't have been part of the journey. I mean, yeah, Maybe you've won am. Emmys. Like, yeah. I mean, I I think about what I wanted then and I go, well, I'd be done by now. I, I mm. think, I mean, right. you know, I, I saw a new edition in concert like a month or two ago. They are one of the few groups that's still just out there doing it. But I, you know, I, if our group had become successful, I think we might have had a moment and then we would have been gone. Yeah. Like a lot of groups right. were. And then I don't know what I'd be doing. Maybe right. I'd still be doing stand up. Maybe I'd, be, you know, but I think I try not to uh, regret the trajectory, even though I overthink it a lot. I think that's part of being in this business, being an artist. Maybe I should have done this or, you know, whatever. But, but I'm glad I, that was, I got to live a, a, a dream for a minute and now I'm on to doing other things and living other dreams. So. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. That's a nice way for us to wrap this thing up. And look, if all else fails, I'm still light skinned, y'all. Hey, there it is. He did it. He did it. He did it. There it is. Timestamp. Timestamp. That's what I needed to hear. And now I'll sleep just fine. I think we did it, y'all. Kevin, could you tell the the people at home where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I'm I'm one of those people who's on Twitter, but some for some reason doesn't tweet. But I'm at Kevin Avery on Twitter if you want to follow nothingness. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Kevin Avery Comedy. And uh, the Great North is on Sundays at Fox at eight thirty. Uh, I think we're on hiatus now, but all our episodes are on Hulu. So go there and check out the show. And I'm even on the show from time to time. Look for uh, my buddy Jarvis Dufresne. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. I'm just Hell out yeah. these streets. Hit the streets. Follow Kevin. Uh, and uh, obviously watch The Great North. 
And then, David, where can they find you? What you got going on? Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram at CoolGuyJokes87. I sometimes post, you know, things I've been grilling, <laughs> places I go, stand updates. Uh, July 21st through 23rd, I'm going to be at the DC Improv. I don't know when this comes out, but I assume around then. And uh, other than that, you know, just hug your people. Have, have a good summer. Hell yeah. Have a good summer. Hug your people. Go see David perform live. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman on all platforms. And if you want to send us your drops, your conspiracy theories, your degrading opinions about the work that we're doing, you can send it to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. All right. We did it. Bye, bitch. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.